a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot beat. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend, we will not break, we will not yield, ever, ever, ever. We will never give in, we will never give up, and we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down. As long as we are confident and united, the tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. Happy Hump Day. Good morning. Another great MAGA morning. Wednesday, Hump Day. We're live. Rumble. 1776live.tv. Morning, everybody in the chat. AP Unfiltered, I just followed you on Twitter, and I followed your Rumble channel. I didn't even realize you had a Rumble channel. Now I feel like an idiot. Everybody listening, take a minute and go to AP Unfiltered, who's always popping in the chat lately, and go follow his Rumble channel. It's got a podcast and videos. Go over there and hit that follow. And while you're doing that, make sure you hit the follow here. And the thumbs up. Hit the thumbs up. Hit the thumbs up hard. Hit the rumble button. It helps juice the algorithm. Good morning, everybody coming in the chat. We got AP Unfiltered. We got Black Rain Patriot. Band Mom Texas. What kind of band, Mom? What kind of band you got going on? I'm in a band. I'm in a bagpipe band. I'm actually in one of... The only two bagpipe bands that had the honor of playing at Donald Trump's inauguration in 2016. We marched him down Pennsylvania Avenue. I am a member of the Nassau County Firefighters Pipes and Drums Band, and it was us and the New York City Police Department Pipes and Drums Band that marched 45 to the White House right after he was uh, sworn in. As president of the United States, it was a bucket list experience. Definitely great. Hope to do it again in 2025. March him down to Pennsylvania Avenue. Anyway, if you're coming in, hit the like, hit the follow. Hope you're all doing well. I got in really late last night. I was at a cigar uh, event in New Jersey with a great uh, club called Patriots of the Leaf. It's all first responders and military, and it's a cigar smoking club, and they they support charities and whatnot. So they featured my cigar company last night, and uh, it was a good time. Listen, AP Unfiltered, <clears throat> and that I'm. It's my pleasure, and you know people like us who are doing this, the podcasting and the decentralized media. It's it's a lot of work. 
I see you've been doing it for a couple months. You're trying to do your part. I'm, I'm this is, I think, going on a little over three years. You're going to make amazing connections, amazing, meet amazing people in this whole world of decentralized media. I've, I've made so many. My co-host on uh, We The People Radio, which is tonight, by the way, 8.30 p.m. We normally do it on Tuesdays, but I had an event last night. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, tonight, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, myself and James Curry, We The People Radio. Uh, I wouldn't have met my co-host if I hadn't started my podcast, and then him and I do a show together. I was on Steak for Breakfast podcast yesterday with uh, Cash Patel, um, uh, some other uh, uh, great guests, uh, Gavin Wax from New York Young Republican Club. So go ahead, uh, make sure you get uh, Steak for Breakfast podcast on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts. Great friends of mine. I was uh, co-hosting there yesterday. I'll be co-hosting there again on Friday. Oh, we got uh, my son... Just graduated in the drum line in high school marching band. All right, I play the drums in the bagpipe band. Cool. I, oh, AP Filter, you're a drummer also. Cool. We got we got a lot of musical people. Great. Musicians are always intelligent people. So actually, before I wanted to get into some stuff, I wanted to play what I'm going to say is, uh, let's call it a motivational video, Okay. This is from uh, Lauren Eve. <clears throat> She's part of the Dilly Meme team. Always coming up with some fire videos. She truly is. And uh, I want to just sit back for two minutes and watch this. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never back down. We will never, ever surrender. <laughs> The election will decide whether your generation inherits a fascist country or a free country, whether you will have a rule of tyrants or the rule of law, whether Marxist radicals burn our civilization to the ground, which they're looking to do, or young patriots like you propel America to glorious new heights greater than ever before. Our rights and our liberties are being torn to shreds and your country is being turned into a third world hellhole ruled by censors, perverts, criminals, and thugs. Yep. But as I stand here tonight, I know that the young conservative warriors, and you are warriors of Turning Point, will never let this happen. You can't let this happen. This is the final battle. With you at my side, we will demolish the deep state. We will expel the warmongers from our government. We will drive out the globalists. We will cast out the communists, Marxists, and fascists. We will throw off the sick political class that hates our country. We will rout the fake news media, and we will liberate America from these villains once and for all. Dilly Mean Team, doing it again. Lauren Eve, she's uh, one of their great talented memers over there. If you're not following any of the Dilly Meme Team, you're missing out on uh, on Freedom Fridays <clears throat> at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, James and I do 
uh, the memes of the week where we check out all the great work that the memers are doing and highlight them because me personally, I don't think they get enough support. Even, you know, they, they get support, but uh, we should all be supporting them because the memers have definitely made an impact on elections, on uh, the way the political climate has uh, functioned uh, in the past few years. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know about you. I'm ready to make America free again, do whatever it takes. It, it, is, it is the final battle because... If we don't succeed in that, we need these four years. We need them. There's, it, it, there's, there's no other explanation. I'm sorry, but no one else is, no one else is going to at least pave the way to uh, really, truly make us free again. And that's why it is, it is the final battle. You know, we are a free country, but are we really? I mean, it doesn't feel like that uh, recently within the past couple of years. So, yes, good morning, Laura Ann. Steak for Breakfast is a wonderful podcast. They are great friends of mine. I talk to Roan just about every morning. It's like my uh, my West Coast uh, wife. My, that's what my wife says. 9 a.m. my time, usually the, the phone rings, and it's Roan from Steak for Breakfast. <laughs> that's my boy over there. Yeah, I was there on their show yesterday. Great show. And I'll be on their show again uh, Friday. Stepping in for the news. All right. So we got a lot going on. This whole thing in Georgia is still unraveling. And you got Hillary Clinton, who's the, you know, the arbiter of truth and and, and election integrity, talking to uh, that top mainstream media lesbian or man, whatever it is, Randy Rachel Maddow. And then now, what's very interesting, and this is another reason why, and again, if you're, if you're on Twitter and you know and you're following the Twitter wars with the DeSantis influencers and the Trump influencers and the, and the, and the, the DeSantis campaign people and the Trump campaign people, and you see the disgusting shit that's coming out of the DeSantis camp, literally, the side-by-side comparison to... DeSantis influencers who all were diehard, all of them, diehard Trump fans, voted for him twice, MAGA hat wearing Trump people, who then were offered money and access to the campaign and Ron DeSantis to turn their back on every Trump supporter and and Donald Trump himself, and align themselves, their tactics are exactly like leftists. I, I've, I've been doing the side-by-side comparison between the attacks on Trump supporters. I've, I've been, I've, uh, not, I'm not going to say a victim because they really, it, they got my, my one Twitter account, like, I don't know, 20 or 22,000 followers, boom, gone, lost the appeals, and that was part of Jenna Ellis's legal team and all the Twitter, uh, DeSantis Twitter morons, mass reporting. That was a whole campaign. They, they got a few of our accounts. Had to start over, which Elon allowed. And then a, an open public calling of a boycott from DeSantis people, not even liberals. I, I haven't even gotten this from liberals, of my conservative-owned cigar business. Yep. Oh, yeah, I actually, the compilation video of Dems trying election results. 
So I have another clip we're going to watch today. It's funny you say that, AP Unfiltered. But um, when you look at how DeSantis is polling, how he's campaigning, how awkward he is, I mean, he's in Iowa at the Iowa State Fair literally putting popsicle sticks in eggs. I played the video. And people are walking up, getting he's, – he's not even paying attention to the people that, that are taking eggs. He's talking to the woman who's the egg woman, I guess, talking about how – you know, talk about frying them and do you like them and and her stupid shirt and people are just coming up, grabbing the eggs. And I'm like, hey, have an egg. Hey, I'm Ron DeSantis. I'd love your support for president in 2024. No, no, no. They don't even know who he is. Someone called him Rick at the Iowa State Fair. Ron DeSantis is not a household name. He's not. Donald Trump's been a household name before, like, since I've been alive. I'm 44 years old. And then some guy goes, I'm just here for the eggs. It's a complete and utter failure. Shot himself in the foot. He got reelected governor. And he hoodwinked every Floridian by deciding he's going to run for president. And make no mistake, Ron DeSantis, because of his wife and the GOP establishment, pressure. Because I believe that Ron DeSantis wanted to stay governor until 2028. Well, stay governor until 2026 and run for president in 2028. I truly believe that still. But from the pressure of his wife and other establishment individuals in the GOP, he got pressured into running. And I think he regrets it. He got elected governor. He got re- Because of Donald Trump, he got reelected governor. And he should finish his term. And he's going to have to finish his term. Because he's, he's going to lose. And lucky for him, the law was changed where he can remain governor and run for president. But he can't really efficiently govern Florida and run a presidential campaign. And they will turn around and say, how's Donald Trump going to deal with four, in, four indictment trials and oh, 91 counts, 91 indictments? 91 counts overall in these four indictments. How is he going to do that and sustain a presidential campaign? How's Ron DeSantis governing Florida and sustaining a presidential campaign? For that, I say shut up because it's going to happen. These indictments are ridiculous. But back to Ron DeSantis for a minute. America's governor, which now has just turned into America's joke. And I think just his, he's not a likable guy. When he's not on script ripping apart the mainstream media from behind a podium in Florida. He's awkwardly drinking beers. He's awkwardly handing out eggs. He's awkwardly interacting with American voters. And he's just a giant, cringy character is what he is. That's what he's become. And Meatball, and I want to say, again, I want to reiterate, Meatball Ron has nothing to do with him being Italian because this is their spin. They're, ma- they're making fun of him because he's Italian. No, no, no. They're making fun of him. We called him Meatball because he was getting fat and then decided to go on the Ozempic challenge and lose all kinds of weight really fast, which just make him look like, I don't know, like he got sick. <clears throat> and he's just a meatball. He's, he, he, that's, he's just an awkward meatball. That's what he is. The way, the way he takes photos with the hands by the side. He's just weird. I'm sorry. Cuck. 
<laughs> I like that. The establishment chuckleheads got into stupid Casey's ear. Absolutely. Good morning, Hog. Nice to see you. Wish my guy Brian would come in the chat. Um, so, with all this being said, and, and I'm sure it'll change, but the fact that this far in the game, first of all, the failed... The failed announcement on Twitter, on the Twitter spaces didn't even work. Like, how do you announce that you're running for president of the United States just on Twitter? Do you know how many people are not on Twitter? I had this conversation with, uh, actually, the last two days with people. I was at an event last night. <laughs> I was going to say that. You said it. I'll say it. DeSantis looks like an AIDS patient. That's <laughs> a good one, Hog. <clears throat> but... I've been talking to people the last two days and I was at this event last night and the average age of the event was probably 50, right? There's a cigar event and a couple of them realized I had a show and they were all, I mean, literally the club is called Patriots of the Leaf, like cigar club. You know where they all stand and most of them are military and they were, they've all been either, they're either current law enforcement or they were. Big Trump supporters there, and a few of them realized I had a show. I guess, and I, and I don't. So when I do other things, I don't go and say, "Oh, I have a show and all this stuff." Like I don't do that. If people find out, they find out. But I don't solicit it in, in other avenues of my life. Um, but uh, I guess oh, you on Twitter, and one guy out of like the six people in the group said, "Yeah, I have Twitter, but I don't use it that much." When you announce you're going to run for president of the United States. <clears throat> wouldn't it be smart to do it at a huge televised rally with American flags and people and signs in the crowd, you know, like the old days where you're on your soapbox and you're declaring your candidacy for the highest office in the land and you want people to see your face not awkwardly hear your voice reading off an index card in a hotel conference room. That right there is, it was over. It was over before it started. I think he might have had a fighting chance if they did it right. Like I just said, a big, big rally type, big event, big, go huge. Yeah, might as well have done it on Foxhole. Yeah. You might as well like, yeah, it's like, bring back MySpace. Come on, man. The Twitter, the Twitter announcement. That meant that'll go down in history. Ron DeSantis announced his candidacy for president of the United States on Twitter from a hotel conference room reading off an index card. And when he started talking, like right away, I'm like, he's reading off an index card. He's reading off an index card. And he can't even... He can't even fake that he's reading. There are some people that are great on teleprompter that you'll never know that they're reading off a teleprompter. Like, there are people like that. This guy, come on. It's, it's horrible, horrible. Ron knows Elon. He could have done a televised event in front of a SpaceX rocket. Like, Trump's a rock star with energy. Yeah. Ron sounds like he has low T. I think... I think Casey, Jill Casey DeSantis has uh, more tea than Ron. I, that, I think that explains the big bushy eyebrows. She, the run-on sentence on heels, that's all she is. It's embarrassing. Anyway, on that little rant, because 
the man is fighting for second place in New Hampshire, neck and neck by one point, half a point. Might have even changed this morning. Maybe he's beating him a little bit now. But literally, the Twinkie King of New Jersey, Chris, Krispy Kreme Christie, this fat mess from New Jersey, this joke of a man, this Humpty Dumpty looking, he looks like the illegitimate son of Jerry Nadler, the, con- the congressman from New York, or literally looks like Humpty Dumpty, or maybe his younger brother. That's who's beating the meatball governor from Florida. The Twinkie is beating the meatball in New Hampshire. It's insanity. That is insanity. That is embarrassing. That is, okay, I'm taking my Ozempic and I'm going home. That, that, that's the moment, people. This is the moment. It is clown world. <laughs> this is good. National Pulse. You got to give it to Raheem Kassam. He comes up with some funny stuff. Look, look, look at him. Look at him munching. Look at him. Chris Christie eats Ron DeSantis' lunch in New Hampshire. Chris, <laughs> Chris Christie is eating Ron DeSantis' lunch in the race for the Republican 2024 presidential nomination in New Hampshire, moving the former governor of New Jersey into second place behind 45. This is from an Emerson College poll. And it could have changed by this morning. But, like, just imagine this mess. An increasing number of New Hampshire voters have turned to Christie since June this year, as the former New Jersey governor is now polling at 9% in the state compared to 7% two months ago. So we moved two points, Chris Crispy. Chris Crispy Cream. Yeah. And literally leading Florida's favorite meatball governor, who slipped into single digits and is now polling at 8%, down from 12 compared to June. Raheem Kassam uh, publicly uh, predicted on, I believe it was Jack Posobiec's show, Human Events, a couple months ago, like at the start of the summer, that Ron DeSantis would be in single digits by by mid-June, by, by mid-summer. And he was right. He was right. And I thought it. I had a conversation with a few people. He said it. You weren't the first one to think it, Raheem. You were the first one to say it. I'll give you that. He was right. And it's unbelievable. And of course, Donald Trump remains a clear front runner. The 45th president has consolidated his lead from 44% to 49% over the past two months, indicating that the constant politically motivated criminal indictments for now may be assisting Trump's presidential campaign. I would say it is. I would say it is. I'm looking at the chat. Hold on. You guys are funny. I love you guys in the chat. Can you imagine if Hannity and Casey having a conversation? Oh, Boomer sweats Hannity. No. No. It would be a solution to fully sustainable energy. <laughs> I'd rather you get fork jabbed in my eyeball than listen to Casey and Hannity. I, I have really have trouble listening to uh, DeSantis' wife. I do. She literally, and I, the, the best way to describe her is a run-on sentence on legs it is what's with the dressing the same with the vests what is with the vests in the 86 89 degree weather what is what is the story with that is it so i i have a well i i think a few people have said this 
he sweats a lot DeSantis. Like he ha- like like he's got the meat sweats. Like he's he's eating meatballs and taking Ozempic and just sweating like crazy. You see, there was a few things. He's wearing these weird shirts and he's just covered in sweat. Look at me. I'm so disgusting. I probably smell like chopped meat. It's probably to hide the sweat stains. And then I see now, like at the Iowa con- uh, State Fair, he was wearing a navy blue shirt, maybe to, to to hide some sweat stains. And I get it. People that sweat a lot, you know, if they wear light colors, it's like they got all these sweat blotches. And it's embarrassing to, to that person usually. They're self-conscious about it. Most people are self-conscious about sweat stains. Maybe that's that's the reason for these ridiculous vests. And then maybe his wife, maybe she's just the the motivational run-on sentence. This is all oh, meatball. I'll wear a vest too, and we can match. It's just weird. It's weird. They're trying too hard to appear as the middle class American family with the kids. I'm gonna go play catch with my son in the field. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. He's got his book deal. Book deal. Rhonda Sands is a millionaire now. He's a millionaire, just so you know. Millionaire. I'll give him credit, though. He didn't become a millionaire in Congress, and he probably could have. From what I see, he did not become a millionaire in Congress like all of these other pieces of shit that become millionaires in Congress. We might go over an hour today. We'll see. We'll see how I'm feeling. I got some stuff. We'll see. Uh, I threw a bunch of stuff together, literally got home last night. It was like 1.30 in the morning, and I, I was almost like, you know what? I, I What am I going to do tomorrow for a show? And I'm quick like looking to, to look up stuff. I wasn't going to do a show today. And I'm like, no. I like seeing you guys in the chat. You're all great. Hit the like button on the video. Listen, I got homework for you all. You go to my Rumble channel, and you have to hit. And, and don't, don't screw around. I'm going to check. You have to go on every video and hit the thumbs up if you have it. Every video on my Rumble channel. Just scroll and hit the thumbs button, thumbs up button after the show. Do it. I, I need it. It helps the show. And it'll, it'll make me feel really good about myself. And I won't have to go and shame eat this afternoon because nobody's liking the video. So do me a favor, okay? All right. I'm okay. Everything's okay. All right, Chris Crispy, hold on here. I got to, uh, I actually clipped these together. I shared it the other day, but I, I think it's hilarious and I have to share it with you. Chris Christie, literally, all he does is attack Trump. He is, so that's it. He is the Twinkie King of New Jersey. Remember in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the Sausage King of Chicago? Abe Froman, the Sausage King from Chicago. Well, Ron DeSantis is the Twinkie King from New Jersey. But don't ever ask him about Twinkies. I am not answering questions on Twinkies. Do you remember Look at this fat mess. You're kidding me, right? I got to watch it again. I am not answering questions on Twinkies. What? Do you remember He's running for president. He's running for president, and he's beating Meatball Ron in the polls in New Hampshire. The Twinkie is beating the Meatball in New Hampshire. I just want that to sink in to show the joke of this field of of candidates we have. We know there's only one clear choice. And Vivek, 
good talking points. Okay. Maybe he's got a spot in the cabinet. I just, mm. and I, I, I don't trust the things he's, he's said in the past and he's done. I don't fully trust him. And I, and honestly, I've, I'm not even paying, I'm not even paying attention to um, any of these candidates anymore because, again, there's only one clear choice. If we're going to liberate America, if we're going to make America free again, the, the final battle, it is. It's, 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 it's the clear choice, in my opinion. And Chris Christie, oh, I want to bring this back up. Yeah, New Hampshire, 2024. This is the Emerson College poll. Donald Trump, 49%. Chris Christie sitting at 9 Ron DeSantis sitting at 8 Whether it's 1% or 10%, the fact that this clown from New Jersey, the Twinkie King of New Jersey, is beating America's governor, who's supposed to be somebody, a household name, which he's not. Not when he's getting called Rick at the Iowa State Fair. Oh, look, it's Rick DeSantis. Who's that? Ah, he's running for president. I think he's from Tennessee. Oh, I think I've seen him before on the news. Come on. Just stop already. Everybody pack up their shit and go home and realize all of the fuckery that's going on against America, Donald Trump, America first, and pack it in and say, you know what? We may not like Donald Trump, but we have to prove we have to prove a point here. It's principle now that the ruling party gets to just prosecute their opponent. Like, we don't like this guy. Prosecute him. Let's let's figure it out. Let's figure it out. It's such nonsense. And of course, and of course, my favorite mainstream media lesbian. <laughs> I'm gonna get I'm gonna get attacked for that, but I don't care. Randy Rachel Maddow. As the indictment was being on, like they had it planned, like they knew about it. Like MSNBC, Rachel Maddow knew that the indictment, they saw it was leaked hours ago, which is a felony, by the way. It's a felony to leak a sealed indictment by any by anyone, whether it's a DA, it's a core clerk, whatever it is. But they're running their excuses for that. It is literally a felony, and that's coming from previous federal prosecutors. Cash Patel actually spoke about it. I was on a po- I was on Steak for Breakfast podcast with Cash Patel yesterday, and. You know, he, he spoke about it, <clears throat> that it is an, a felony to do that. Like, you, it's, it's illegal. That on its face should dismiss that whole trial. Like, it's negligent. And, and the DA, Fanny Phony Willis, should probably be reprimanded or removed for it. But in any case, Rachel Maddow decides to ask one of the biggest election deniers out there, biggest election deniers out there, Hillary Clinton, who has a kill count higher than most mercenary assassins out there how how to restore faith in elections can you imagine listening to hillary clinton talk about how to restore faith in our election process well we have the video of it i can't make the video bigger unfortunately because it just won't let me. But this is from the Daily Caller. Listen. Things that we've learned by living it in these past few years is that democracy needs the trust of the people. That's right. That um, the system of democracy at its heart is the idea that the people get to decide how we are governed. And if we 
What? If we no longer believe that. that our will is effectuated through the system, if bad actors tell us falsely that every election is stolen and that the only way an election is uh, trustworthy is if they come out on top of it, um, then something <laughs> it's, it, it's, it tells you something not just about that person or that moment. It maybe wounds us as a democracy and in a way that is hard to repair. We're not a democracy. What do you think about how we get better um, after the wounds that have been inflicted on us? The wounds. Process? Well, I think, you know, the truth matters. Um, I think having these cases be brought and be brought in such professional manners, we'll see how they unfold. Obviously, uh, the trials, um, if there are trials, are going to be critically important. But the article you mentioned that I published about the weaponization of loneliness really does, in my <laughs> view, point to the larger cultural concerns because the lack of trust, the divisiveness, the undermining of faith in ourselves, in each other, uh, respect for our institutions, uh, the rule of law, all of that has been deliberately inculcated within our body politic. You know, there were trends before. I mean, we have seen how people have become more isolated, less community-oriented, less civically-minded. Then we see how social media and technology has certainly accelerated a lot of those trends. But the deliberate effort to divide Americans to lie to Americans about what was going on <laughs> literally in front of their own eyes. What happened on January 6th? Oh. Don't believe what you saw. Believe what I tell you. Those are all the hallmarks of authoritarian, uh, dicta dictatorial kinds of uh, uh, leaders. And so this attack on the elections was the most important step in a long line of efforts undertaken to undermine our trust and our belief in a functioning democracy and our... All right, I'm done. Shut up, Killary. The truth matters, everybody. And Rachel Maddow, the truth for the people, just like when she sat there and said, well, I mean, if you don't get vaccinated, you're going to die. And... If you are vaccinated, well, then you can't spread the disease. How about Hillary, the arbiter of truth, Steele dossier, the Russia hoax, the campaign, literally fabricated it, paid for it. The arbiter of truth. She thinks the truth matters. That's after she found out Hillary Clinton was... I mean, Bill Clinton was given Monica Lewinsky tonsil massages in the Oval Office. <laughs> I can't. This is so crazy. More isolated, less socially oriented. Yes, because they locked everyone down and made them all scared. By design, by design, locked them all up. Let's get everybody fighting. Let's get the, let's get everybody force them to get vaccinated and then tell them that the people that are unvaccinated are, are dirty and affected and they can't be trusted and they should all be put in jail. Truth matters. Isn't it wild? Isn't it wild? And there are people that'll sit there and lap it up like she's some hero. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. And they're, they're all loving what's happening in Georgia. 
even some Republicans are loving what's happening in Georgia and all these other cases against Donald Trump. And there's a there's a podcaster out there, uh, Matt Kim. I just came across him recently, and actually, uh, Donald Trump retruthed his. He lives in Georgia, um, and he he's a local resident, actually in Fulton County, and he's a podcaster. And Donald Trump retruthed his video. And this is quite everything he says, I agree with. All right. We know what they are trying to do as far as Democrats, Uniparty, with Donald Trump and all these indictments. They need us to keep fighting amongst each other. They need Republicans to keep fighting Democrats. They need the MAGA movement to keep fighting within the party against establishment rhinos, just establishment Republicans. They need all this uh, to create that just giant, great divide of the American people so they can get away with all of the bullshit that they're getting away. But watch this video, Matt Kim. Trump has been indicted in Georgia. The last 14 years, I've called Georgia home. I have my business here, got married here. My daughter was born in Fulton County. I've been all over the world and most major U.S. cities. If I could live anywhere, I would stay right here. In Georgia. To me, Georgia is the best place in the world. Where people still say, yes, ma'am, and thank you, sir. Where even the liberals go to church on Sundays. And to see the establishment drama brought to my doorsteps, the globalist socialist chaos brought to our community. Last night, when I watched the Fulton County DA smirk while she indicted former President Donald Trump along 18 others on RICO charges like they are part of the Sopranos, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was pretty pissed. And then I read all 96 pages of the indictments. There is nothing in there to get anyone. The DA specifically said that the overt acts listed are not illegal on their own, but because there are enough of them, they can be charged as a criminal enterprise. What do these overt acts include? Questioning the outcome of the 2020 election for making false statements about the integrity of the election in other states for asking for email addresses of public officials and sending emails, for hiring forensic data teams to review election results, for requesting hearings to challenge the results, for unnamed people sending emails, and most importantly, mean tweets. <laughs> this trial goes nowhere, and they know it. So why all the drama? And why was I so upset? It's not because of the charges. The charges are bullshit. It's because I could see their plan. And I could feel it working. You got to see the big picture. The play is always geopolitics, always control. The globalist socialist establishment has already conquered LA, San Francisco, Seattle, and Chicago. Where are the Trump indictments? They're trying to take New York, Virginia, Miami, and now Atlanta. Notice they are not indicting him in areas they've already won. It's a squeeze play. Can you see the map? The point of these indictments is not to prevent Trump from running for president. Of all the indictments and charges, none of them can prevent him from running. It's not even about preventing him from winning. They see that the poll numbers jump every time an indictment is announced. If they truly believe that Trump was plotting to overthrow the U.S. government, they would focus all of their energy, resources, and personnel on one case and try to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. Yep. You don't indict in multiple states with multiple charges with multiple teams of lawyers. You don't spray and pray. The sole point of the indictments is to divide this country, to keep us occupied fighting each other, 
Republican versus Democrat, man versus woman, black versus white versus brown versus yellow, poor versus less poor. Yeah. Don't get distracted. It's not us versus each other. It's us versus them. They're not trying to save democracy. They're trying to crush it. If you're watching from Georgia, if you are my neighbor, beware. Look at what they've done in other cities, other states. Homelessness, drugs, and violence. Burning it all down so they can build it back up and gain control. The talking head propagandists will surely plaster the news cycle. This time, we got him. What they really mean is, this time, we got you. 100%. Everything... This is Matt Kim. Go follow him on uh, on Twitter. He's Matt Attack zero zero nine underscore. Donald Trump retruth this video, and uh, it's true. And it reminded me of uh, like a a developer, a real estate developer that comes in and like sees all these abandoned buildings. They were all shit, and and they became shit because the community just went down downhill, mostly because of you know governing usually left-wing governing and the developer comes in and sees an opportunity and buys that big rundown or a bunch of rundown properties and demolishes them and then rebuilds them into something that they like. And that's what the Democrats are doing to all of these cities. Cause it's all like, it's all engineered. It's all planned. The summer of love that what's happening on the streets of San Francisco and New York with the homelessness and in DC and in Philly and in Baltimore and all these inner cities this video is probably you're right ab unfiltered this video is is probably the most spot on on point video i've seen in a while <clears throat> as far as what's going on <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> it's um and it's true because because of all this will more unrest happen i hope not and or will there be any false flags to make it look like unrest is happening and violence to make it appear that it's coming from what they like to call the extreme right, the domestic terrorists, the MAGA hat wearing domestic terrorists? We all know what that's about. So anything's possible. And I think everybody should be aware that it could and most likely will happen somewhere. Take the guy in Utah that was killed by the FBI, the 75-year-old obese 300-pound guy that really couldn't get out of his own way, let alone put a ghillie suit on and as assemble a sniper rifle and take an effective shot and assassinate Joe Biden. The FBI went to his house with this intel. He had a lot of guns and he made threats and they were going to arrest him and they killed him. They shot him dead. And still it's unclear all of the details of that and we will never get the details. But they made sure to put in the article that he was a Trump supporter. They made sure of that. And they will back that up, and then they will paint that picture. That's like the little start of it, the first brushstroke on the canvas of the continuing narrative. This is just a new portrait of how they're going to paint the picture of MAGA hat wearing Trump supporters as violent domestic terrorists and to beware of us, especially as all of these indictments and court hearings and possible trials start, you know. Yep, 
It's a play as old as time. Make the population scared, then demonize a certain group, no matter what that group is. Then those people will see their free freedom for protection. Yeah, it was like 30% of, the, probably more than 30% of Democrats supported taking kids away because uh, people didn't get jabbed. Definitely more than 30%. It's, it's, it's got to be. The left hopes for violent unrest. The right doesn't. Look at the cover they ran for Summer of Love. Absolutely. And I think they need to, they need to have an example. They need to force an example of violent unrest from the right, which we all know we don't want and we will not be part of. But that won't stop them from painting the narrative that we do or causing a situation, a false flag of violent unrest. Because they're, they're not hiding anything anymore. Everything is so blatant now. Like, fuck you, this is what we're doing. We're going to leak the indictment charge, the indictment in Georgia. 96 pages of about, oh, just, just what Matt Kim just said, and I, I read it, mean tweets, phone calls, while he's president. Things that he was impeached for and was not convicted. I don't know if there's any double jeopardy there because you're talking about Senate, now the court of law, but he was sitting president of the United States. How is a state, how is a state indicting a, a former president for phone calls and tweets he sent and encouraging people to watch the news on Twitter while he was sitting president? How does that work? The RICO charge, it's all bullshit. Yeah, they're not the Sopranos. This is not the, tr the Trump crime family. And as a matter of fact, Mark Meadows, former chief of staff of Donald Trump, who seems to be a Trump loyalist, I don't know. I don't know. I don't trust any of them. But this was interesting, I saw. Uh, Mark Meadows seeks to remove Georgia indictment to federal court. And he's urging Donald Trump and everyone, the co-conspirators in the indictment, to do the same. Now that they're all co-defendants, I don't think they can communicate with each other. I think they can only technically communicate with each other through counsel. Like if Trump wanted to talk to Mark Meadows, I think it had, they have to do it through their lawyers. I believe. I'm not sure. I'm not a lawyer. And I don't play one on TV. Former White House Chief of Staff Meadow, Mark Meadows filed a motion on Tuesday to remove the Fulton County, Georgia indictment against him to federal court. Meadows was charged with two counts and a 41-count indictment that named himself, Donald Trump, and 17 others. Meadows is being charged under Georgia's RICO statute and faces charges for soliciting an official to violate their oath of office. And this bullshit phone calls. Fulton County DA Fannie Phony Willis cites Meadows' involvement in setting up calls between Trump and various state legislators as evidence of his violation of state law, conduct that primary falls under the duties of chief of staff as Meadows attorneys noted. Mark Meadows was the president of the United States chief of staff, Donald Trump's chief of staff. It is his job to facilitate certain things for the president, like setting up calls between the president and various state legislators to speak about and contest the election. Your First Amendment right. I do not agree with what's going on here. Don't manufacture 11,000 votes. Find 11,000 votes. They're there. Find them. We need to find 11,000 and change votes. How does a state charge a president's chief of staff for doing his job 
as the president's chief of staff. It's bizarre. It's very bizarre. What's interesting is what I found out is the judge, because it's this Fanny Phony Willis, she's not trying this case. She's not trying this case. She could barely try on clothes. Look how she's dressed. She looks like 10 pounds of shit in a five-pound bag the way she dresses. The new the, the judge is a Republican appointed judge. Granted, was was um appointed by Brian Kemp, who is, to be honest, no fan of Donald Trump. We know that. But and it's a new judge. So I think that this judge that's gonna have this case, um, in my opinion, is shitting a brick, going, I can't even believe this. Like I'm I'm going to oversee a, a possible trial of, of Donald Trump, the past president of the United States, the front runner for president for 2024 for the Republican nomination, and 18 other people. The former mayor, Rudy Giuliani, former federal prosecutor, Rudy Giuliani of the Southern District of New York, who single-handedly with his team took down the five families of the mafia in New York. I don't even know how the guy's still walking and breathing. Like... He dismantled the mafia. And he championed the Rico statue. She's a retarded hood rat. Well, you know what they say. I just want to do hood rat stuff with my friends. She's doing hood rat stuff with her friends because all of her friends are hood rats. It has nothing to do with her being black because there's white, there's white people on her team. Plenty of white hood rats out there. So... For example, <clears throat> this indictment alleges on or about the 21st of November 2020, you know, while Mark Meadows was chief of staff of the sitting president, Mark Randall Meadows sent a text message to the United States Representative Scott Perry from Pennsylvania and stated, can you send me the number for the speaker and the leader of Pennsylvania legislature? POTUS wants to chat with them. That's a crime, apparently. It's a crime. It's a crime. Chief, chief of staff for the president saying, hey, can you do me a favor and facilitate this call? The president wants to speak to them. Nothing Mr. Meadows is alleged in the indictment to have done in criminal per se. Meadows, attorneys, George, whatever his name is, his attorneys argued. They said none, none of it's crimes. He was the chief of staff. This was his job. His job was to facilitate this. Mr. Meadows has the right to remove this matter. The conduct given rise to the charges in the indictment all occurred during his tenure as part of his service as chief of staff. In these circumstances, federal law provides for prompt removal of a criminal prosecution commenced in a state court against or directed to a federal official, which Mark Meadows was at the time, in an official or individual capacity for or relating to any act under color of his office. <clears throat> Nothing Mr. Meadows is alleged in the indictment to have done is criminal per se, arranging Oval Office meetings, contacting state officials on the president's behalf, visiting a state government building, and setting up a phone call for the president. One would expect the chief of staff of the, to the president of the United States to do these sorts of things, and they have far less to do with the interests of state law than, for example, murder charges that have been successfully removed. Meadows' attorneys relied on the Constitution's Supremacy Clause, which establishes that the federal Constitution and federal law take precedence over state laws and constitutions. This is precisely the kind of state interference in a federal official's duties that the Supremacy Clause of the United States Constitution prohibits, and that the removal 
Removal statute shields against. This is all on the motion. Meadows intends to file a motion to dismiss the indictment under federal court rules, according to his attorney. Defendant Meadows has defense defenses to the charges in this Georgia indictment that arise under federal law, including a federal immunity defense under the supremacy clause of the federal constitution, the filing set states. Mike Davis of the Article 3 project called on Donald Trump to follow in Meadows' footsteps and remove the case to federal court and then move to dismiss the case citing presidential immunity because all of these calls and tweets and meetings and everything else were all done while Donald Trump was the sitting 45th president of the United States. Yeah. I kind of... I. It's all, it's all bullshit. And of course, <clears throat> you have your GOP, former GOP, just sickos out there. Former Georgia Rhino Attorney Generals. You have the former GOP Georgia Lieutenant Governor. They're all cheering this indictment, junk indictment. This is, uh, what, what's his name? Geoff or Jeff Duncan? I don't even know how to say his name. When, when you spell your name G-E-O-F-F, is that Jeff or is that Geoff? I don't even know. His name, it's, it's weird. Oh, he was the former Georgia Attorney General. Yeah, he went on CNN. It's only a 40-second video. I think we got here. Listen to this moron. Uh, he sucked the soul. Uh, Give me one second. This feels different. Uh, you know what Donald Trump did is did his most damage in Georgia. Uh, he sucked the soul out of the Republican Party here. Uh, wow. He sucked the morality out of the Republican Party, the fiscal responsibility out of the Republican Party. He, he, he sucked our winning percentage out of the Republican Party. He's taken everything from us, and it is our turn to take it back, right? It's our turn to win elections based on the policies that we think we're better on. This is the prime spot for us to take Joe Biden to the woodshed and call him out for not running the border right, not protecting our communities, not putting our best foot forward internationally. These are our moments in time. But if we make this about the three-ring circus of Donald Trump, we will lose, lose, and lose again. You make a good point that... So another, another moron that just says, you know what? Let Donald Trump get charged, indicted, prosecuted, convicted. Let's abandon him. He did damage to Georgia. No, no. Georgia allowed damage to be done to itself by evil entities by interfering with their election. I mean, even if there was, there was suspected election interference, Donald Trump had the right to question it. Anybody has the right to question it. But apparently now they make, they criminalize it unless, unless you're, um, Stacey Abrams. And according to these new rules, Stacey Abrams, I mean, she should be prosecuted. She should be indicted. Based on what the Democrats are, are, are prosecuting, the Biden's DOJ and, and, and Georgia, the Democrat in Georgia and, and, and the, the Democrat in New York, just going after him. But the, the, the Democrats in Georgia, they should be prosecuting Stacey Abrams as well. It's if Trump is a threat to democracy for questioning the outcome of an election, Stacey Abrams, Hillary Clinton, Nancy Pelosi, Jamie Raskin, I mean, so many of them, 
Yeah, as a matter of fact, when Donald, when they were certifying the election, let's see if this will play. Stand by with me here. I was having a problem with some of my video earlier, depending on the video play. Let's see if this plays. It's a short video. This was January 6, 2017, when Joe Biden was vice president and overseeing the certification, just like you know Mike Pence did in 2020. Look at all these election deniers. Because 10 of the 29 electoral votes cast by Florida were cast by electors not lawfully certified. I object to the votes from the state of Wisconsin, which were not should not be legally certified. No debate. Mr. President, I object to the certificate from the state of Georgia on the grounds that the electoral votes There's were no not. No debate. There's no debate. And I object to a certificate uh, from the state of North Carolina. I object to the 15 votes from the state of North Carolina. Um, I object. I object to the certificate from the state of Alabama. The electors were not lawfully certified. Is it signed by a senator? Not as of yet, Mr. President. In that case, the objection cannot be entertained. The objection cannot be entertained. The Counting debate is not in order. Ballot. Even with the there Mount is no debate in order. Is it signed by a senator? There is no debate. There is no debate in the joint session. There's no debate. There's no debate. There's no debate. And the mass please come to order. The objection cannot be received. But the Russian section 18, Title Three. Russian interference prohibits debate in the joint session. I do not wish to debate. I wish to ask: Is there one United States senator who will join me in this letter? There's no debate. Shut up, Jumanji. No debate. Gentlemen, election deniers. Maybe we should indict them all. I mean, they're on they're on the the House floor. I mean, th- this that might have been the only day, January sixth, two thousand seventeen, that Joe Biden actually did well for this country is to put these people in their place and say that there's no debate. You didn't do it right. None of them had a had a senator join them. There was there was none of that. Kudos to Joe Biden on January sixth, two thousand seventeen. He put them all in their place. And, but all, Jamie Raskin, Maxine Waters, all of them, all of those people, election deniers, along with Hillary. Listen, the day after the election, Hillary Clinton and, and Nancy Pelosi were saying that the press, at the time, the press helped hijack the election. The election was hijacked. Yes, this video should be played nonstop. I will be posting it on my Twitter and Instagram shortly after the show. I saw it this morning. This was actually from uh, Lauren Eve, also from her Twitter, uh, one of the, the Dilly Meme teams. I'm, uh, she might have clipped this together. She, she's always doing stuff like that. But this clip needs to just go viral again. It makes its rounds here and there with all of these people. But again, and did you hear them at towards the end? Russian interference. You know that with the Russian interference, the that was all a hoax. There you go, January sixth, two thousand seventeen. You know, we got the other video. It's like 20 minutes long or 10 minutes long of, excuse me, nothing but Democrats denying the election and calling Donald Trump the illegitimate president because of Russia. Stacey Abrams still has yet to concede her governor election in Georgia. I mean, here you go. You ready for this one? Let's play this too. Why not? Hold on a second. Give me a minute. Give me a minute here. 
I know she's hard to listen to. They're talking about Georgia and questioning the election and facilitating phone calls and all of this nonsense. Literally, that they're accusing Donald Trump of election interference now and all this other bullshit. Thanks, AP Unfiltered. I, I appreciate it. AP Unfiltered, make sure, everybody, you're going to uh, and following his channel on Rumble. I didn't realize he had a Rumble channel until this morning when I saw it on Twitter. AP Unfiltered, go follow his Rumble channel. Well, check out <coughs> Stacey Abrams. I think the only thing she did, and she didn't even do it well, notably, was play the, what was she, though, the president of Earth on one of those Star Trek shows. I don't know if you saw that, but she had a she had a cameo appearance in one of the Star Trek shows, New Gen. I don't know. I don't follow the Star Trek shows, but she was the president of Earth. Wild, right? I do have one very affirmative statement to make. We won, but I didn't lose. I got the votes, but we won't know exactly Georgia. how many because of how they cheated. I did win my election. I just didn't get to have the job. Indict. We're robbed of. An election She's using the word rigged using the word steal do you think it's dangerous going into 2020 I, I don't because we can actually back it up and so in response to what i believe was a stolen election i'm not saying they stole it from me they stole it from the voters of georgia back to an outside ask if i'm ever going to concede the answer is no this is not a speech of concession because concession needs to acknowledge an action is right Truth or profit, and I will not concede because the erosion of our democracy is not right. Steal your elections. Steal your elections. If what happens to you happens nationally, and we, we see a uh, Whoever runs for whoever wins the Democratic nominee, if they say actually I can prove that there's a number of votes in every state that that in the, in the, the same thing that you just described happens Shut in multiple up. states, should they concede? I do not think we should concede an election until we know the results of an election. I still fundamentally believe it could be fair, and that's just not how life works. If it looks like it's cheating, it probably is. If it looks like it's rigged, it probably is. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I hope they play this in the trial. The election was stolen from Georgia voters. The process that took place during the legislative cycle was one that did not countenance and did not pay attention to the deep and real concerns of those who watched. Listen, this video goes on for five minutes. I think you get the point. We're two minutes in. I think I think you get the point that this this character went on every channel, anyway, speaking events, saying that she won the governor election in Georgia. Now, here's the thing. When I watch her and I realize what she's about. And she was a big fundraiser, and then she had money problems. She did a Star Trek episode and all this shit. And uh, I, I think I truly believe that she knows she lost, but she could rile the base. She's got a pretty big base, not big enough. That she could raise money on saying she would for not conceding and saying she truly believes that the election was stolen. I think she knows deep down 
she knows she lost, but she knows she can grift. And I think that is the difference. Donald Trump doesn't need to grift. The guy is still a billionaire, people. So all of those people saying, you're donating to his legal fund. Yes, and I will happily donate more. Donald Trump truly believes he won. He, and I, I truly believe he won. And Joe, Joe Biden did not get 81 million votes. But when I say that is, they're, they're trying to, to, to push the narrative and saying, which they can't prove, that Donald Trump knew he lost because some of his advisors told him he lost. But some of his advisors told him he won and there were some serious issues with election integrity. And we need to fight this. And we need to figure it out and make sure every legal vote is counted. We've never seen an election like we've seen in 2020. And that was by design. Mail-in voting. The scamdemic. The deep state hard at work. That's what they did. And now what's the Republican Party attempting to do or saying they're attempting to do? They're embracing early voting. Donald Trump has endorsed it. Is it bankyourvote.com or whatever it is to vote early? I'm going to vote early. And I was one of the biggest people screaming on the hill saying, we have election day, not election season. But unfortunately, you have to adapt and overcome and play the game just like the Democrats do, but play it better. And unfortunately, it is. It's a game. It's a numbers game. It's a strategy and tactics game. It, it's, it's what it's about now. So yes, Republicans have to get off their ass and ballot harvest where, ballot harvest where it's allowed. Vote early where you can because the election day, the machines, there'll be problems everywhere, without a doubt. The 2024 presidential election, if it happens when it's supposed to, because who knows what they're going to pull out of their ass. It's, I think it's going to be a catastrophic disaster on what goes on on election day throughout the country. I, I truly do, in, in, in my gut, I feel like there's just going to be, I, I could just see these, I could just see catastrophic blackouts happening in places in the country where maybe they don't normally happen. Or, or just so much interference. But we know it's all going to be planned. Listen, I think that the Republican primaries are going to be a shit show. Not because of we know who's going to win or lose. We know who's going to win. But are they going to fuck with the primary elections enough to, you know, make another out, uh, outcome happen? It's an interesting era that we are living in. And uh, it's, it's we should all be concerned, but not afraid. We should all be concerned enough to get involved and do something to help. Working the polls, becoming poll counters, poll watchers, ballot counters, poll watchers, calling your your board of elections to see how you can get involved calling your local GOP club to see how you can get involved with canvassing for you know Donald Trump in the primaries and the and the generals and and things like that uh go to go to Donald Trump's website and sign up to be a volunteer there there's whole whole signups there so you got you got you got to get up and do something you know it's more than just going to vote. 
I'm going to vote early too. It's got, it's, it's more, it's more than voting. It's getting involved boots on the ground and finding ways in your community to do that. The internet's a great thing. Just look, just look at, look it up, look up your local Republican club, look up again, call the board of elections, sign up to be, to work the polls. It's, it, it's, it's important. And even grassroots rallying, not rallying is not, not the, uh, not the right word. Uh, organizing groups of people to go and vote early with you. Bring people with you. The leftists will riot if Trump wins. Therefore, don't we have to arrest all these evil people before the election? Well, we can't. They have to commit crimes. That, that's America. You know? So, that's just the way it is. Will they riot? Who knows? They probably will. It'll be another summer of love, they'll call it, but it is what it is. Anyway, listen, 10 after 9, there's some stuff that I, I didn't get to, but it's, it's, I got to pretty much everything I wanted to. Hit the thumbs up. I'll be back tonight at We The People Radio with James Curry, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be talking Georgia indictments and all that stuff again. Uh, I haven't had any conversations with James about it, so we'll take his. Uh, he's always got interesting takes. But yeah, We The People Radio tonight, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, right here. Hit the like button, hit the thumbs up, hit the follow, and all that good stuff. And then, of course, I will be back tomorrow morning again at 8 a.m. Have a great day. As always, MAGA hat stays on. I'll see you tonight, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. See ya.